When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's uh, delve a little deeper into that Perth Glory Sydney FC encounter from a Glory perspective as we welcome to the show Glory Attacker David Williams. Evening, Willow. How are you, mate? Hello, guys. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, you good to speak to you. I have to tell you a funny story, Willow. Before we start, before we ca- before you came on, <laughs> before you came on, I said to Broski, "Did you did you play with Willow? You'd have played with Willow, and he went, uh, no, I don't think I did. You did, didn't you? You played oh, for Queensland. Let's see if he oh, hang on, go on." Yeah, it was yeah Queensland Raw days. Broski was <laughs> he was a face, mate. Yeah. Little um, how many uh, how many dudes know role like this? Well, Broski was the only one with a sponsored club car. I you remember think, that had a big line all over it. You couldn't miss me. Yeah, played <laughs> <laughs> only for the best. There you go. What, what did you have, Willow? A Twingo or something? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, when I got to Sydney FC for the Asian Champions League. Um, back after the Fury, that little stint that I had there, I actually got a club car from Sydney FC. It was a really, really old Santa Fe. And at the lights, I actually had to put it in neutral and rev it so it wouldn't conk out. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. That was a laugh, though. Uh, Driving through Bondi, backfiring. So it was all good. (laughs) Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, Let's talk about the game of the weekend, uh, Davey, because um, you got a point, I guess a good point, in the end for glory. But you, you had to do it the hard way, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. And I think by the end of it, we, we felt like it was actually a win. Um, that's how kind of desperate we were to actually get the point. So, mm. um, you know, things just got, um, you know, relaxed for us, I think, at half time, and, and, you know, we didn't go overboard with the, the chat from um, from the coaches. And, and, you know, we just had to have the right mindset. Um, and I think, yeah, we just went out there with a positive attitude and just turned the game around. And, and it is difficult for Sydney or any team to come over to um, to Perth, especially at this um, makeshift stadium and, and put in a 90-minute shift. So, um, yeah, credit to the boys who, um, you know, pushed through and we did get that point. You spoke about uh, the changes at half time. Obviously, you were one of those coming on and, and made a big difference. Uh, look, I think it was a great tactical m- move as well by Zadkovic to uh, to get someone to turn the power off, um, <laughs> the which, uh, which obviously helped you guys. I mean, look, you think that gave you, in giving you guys a bit of a breather, incredible. I mean, it was the third game you played um, in a in a week, I think it was, and, and it was you guys who came steaming home. What what was said even during that break to uh, you know to give you guys that lift for that last you know half an hour yeah well I was definitely happy it, <laughs> the lights went off for that bit um it's um you know it was we, we had good momentum I think we were still attacking so I think at the end of the day like we still would have probably got something because we just kept going and going we really had nothing to lose um and I, I can't remember exactly the, the the team talk it was it was basically tactical about you know just getting runs in behind and and keep just going and going and and you know the balls will be delivered there so we just backed um, those, those boys passing those balls, and that's you know how how we did get behind is um, through through the wings, you know, long balls, and then um, you know, well the first one was you know we won a corner from from 
um, playing on the wing and getting the ball down deep. And then the second one, yeah, Dalfi with um, pinpoint cross. So um, that was kind of half half the point because we it was we know how to play. We we knew what we had had to do. We just didn't do it in the first half. So it was more a mentality of get back to basics, move the ball around, ball speed, and um, you know hopefully we can get something out of it. Oh, David, I think you've been a bit modest there. Mm. A good cross, you said. A, a diving <laughs> header in the 102nd minute. Now, you've scored a lot of goals in your career. I don't profess to have seen all of them, but I wager you haven't scored too many flying diving headers. And were your eyes open? No, not like, <laughs> not like that. I've, um, I've, I've had a few headers, but not, not, nothing as hard as that. So, um, you know, the boys in the, in the team and a few of the staff kept on saying how loud it was off the head, but... Um, you know, it's probably just a hair gel coming down on the forehead that made it flap a little bit. Um, you know, so yeah, I, like at the end of the day, as strikers, you've got to just you know get into the box um, either in a, a a good smart way, or you have to be you know busting your gut to get there as fast as you can. So um, the different levels, I guess, of experience, um, you can kind of hide behind the central defenders or lose lose them in their eyesight and and pop up at the front post but then you know I just thought I need to get to to the back post as quickly as possible and um you know you hit your areas every coach goes through it your front post your your far po- uh yeah far post and then um penalty spot so um you know if you keep doing it repetitive work and um you know things will pay off you definitely did that mate it was a great finish uh, especially at the uh, in that moment in the match now, what is it about you know Macedonia Park as well i mean I, for one, when we made the move at Sydney from Allianz to, to Cogra, I didn't like it. I, 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 I didn't feel as comfortable going to a different stadium. Um, and I know for, for most of the boys, um, what are they saying? Like, what is it about this stadium that's just got you guys in, in such good form there? Um, I, I just think it's just so close and very hostile to to the away fans. Uh, sorry, not the away fans, the away team. So, you know... There's, our, our fans can really have a go at them, and you know it's it's pretty quiet thereabouts. So maybe they're getting affected by it. But you know we were a bit um, like standoffish, I think, at the first you know first training session we had there and the first game and whatnot. But um, we just grew and grew to to like it more, and you know making it at our home. Um, at the end of the day, it's you know it's one of those old dressing rooms where it's you know brick walls and. Um, you know, cement floors and wood, wooden benches. And um, it's just got that old school feeling. And I think that's, you know, part of roots of football. So I think mm. we feel quite comfortable there. Of course, we'd love to be playing at HBF and, um, you know, having our all our fans back there and, and, and whatnot. But um, I think it's just worse for the away team, which makes it mm. even more inviting for us as a home team to, um, to, to play there and and to be fair that the pitch in a, a lot of parts is really good um, the crowd are very very close um, take them you know you know just one one running behind or one good cross to get them um, involved but obviously we don't have our, our full um, crowd there as, as we'd like but um, yeah it's just it's just in a, a a place that it's it's not comfortable for away team so we we tend to play on that, and um, yeah, we've really made it, uh, you know, a bit of a fortress. I know we've had a couple of draws there, but you know, ha- not having lost there, it's it's just worked out very well for us. 
Sure has. Uh, and we'll see how Victory deal with it uh, this weekend. Um, maybe you go on or on to the finals. Who knows? Um, I just want to ask you a serious question to finish off with, David. I, I know you probably get asked this a lot, but you remain one of the very few Indigenous players in the A-League men's competition. I think there are a few more in the women's game. Why Why is that the case? Why does there continue to be so few Indigenous players making the breakthrough? Is it literally just a lack of opportunity or, or something else? Um, part, partly um, lack of opportunity, but also desire from those kids wanting to play. But um, I also believe as, as well you're looking at a, a different situation, which is also why aren't we producing the next generation of players and, you know, why aren't we having players um, like we did back in the day with Harry Kules and Vadukas and Lucas Neils and Schwartzes and whatnot. I just think the the way of life is changing. So there's social media, there's Playstations, there's computers, there's iPads, and not many kids are outside kicking the ball like we used to. So within that Indigenous stuff, I think as well, you know, kids are more inside, they're learning um, they start having devices and whatnot, and um, I don't think there's been a passion for the game. So for me, I'm very obviously passionate about being it, and that's why part, uh, part of the reason coming back as well was to still be an influence um, in the A-League that I'm still playing because I knew that there wasn't um, many Indigenous kids um, in, in the league. Mm. Um, but also number one was family, but that's also big for me. So that's really what I want to continue to do after football um i i just think there needs to be a connection um there's john mariotti doing everything he can to to find kids and and train them up and get them schooled well but i just think there needs to be um you know some talent identification and that mm. takes time and effort and money to to see these kids and um we've gone through it before with ffa uh, i think two years ago it was about everyone trying to work together not all different organizations doing their little bits i think if we had some sort of program with the A-Leagues and, and youth teams. It's And, you know, scholarships for having Indigenous kids in, and if you don't want to use those kids, um, then you don't get those two extra slots. And I really think that would build, um, you know, a, a good foundation to get Indigenous kids back into um, the A-League because they're there. They're just influenced in other, uh, other means, whether it's rugby league or AFL um, or, you know, social media, devices, iPads, all that type of stuff. And I just don't think kids are getting outside as much as they used to. Interesting stuff. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, the old, the old saying fault. is, uh, is you can't be what you can't see and they can see you uh, doing well for Perth glory. So hopefully that inspires a few to, uh, to go out and kick the ball around. Hey, Willow, we've got to leave it there, mate. Uh, but really appreciate you coming on the global game. Great mm. to talk to you. It's been way too long and uh, hopefully yeah, we'll has, speak to you no again uh, before the end of the season yeah. when maybe you're in the finals. Who knows? Nah, we're, we're, we'll be pushing. That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We'll be good. Thanks, Roski. Thanks, Simon. Good Appreciate on you, it, mate. Thanks, buddy. Thanks very much. Uh, that is uh, David Williams of Perth Glory, who hosts Melbourne Victory at Macedonia Park this weekend.